So you know I learned back in the day that sharing is caring. And you know that on this show, we're full of caring. And today's episode, we're going to be full of sharing. So we're going to kind of merge the two. It should work out. <laughs> How's it going? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Angular Air. I'm your host, Justin Schwarzenberger. And today, we're going to be talking about code sharing between NativeScript and web. We're going to see some demos uh, from our guests and, and really get into it. So it should be pretty cool. Uh, join us today as panelists. We've got Austin McDaniel. Austin, what's going on? How's it going, everybody? I'm without my panda head. I am visiting some family for the holiday weekend, and I forgot to bring my panda head with me. So <laughs> I'm without my panda head. Hope everybody had a good holiday weekend this weekend, too. I think America and then maybe Canadian Day was this week, too, something like that. So yeah. Yeah, mul multiple holidays on this continent. So yeah, hopefully everybody had a good time, and we you know we can envision you with that panda head. So I think we're 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 good, and we appreciate you being able to be available even though you're on the road. So that's cool. All right, our our guest today is Sebastian. Sebastian, how's it going? Yeah, it's all good. Uh, I'm calling from sunny London, which is a bit strange. It's uh, super hot. So if I faint during the show, don't worry. Uh, I'll be fine. It usually takes half an hour for me to wake up again. So it's all good. Uh, so basically, I work uh, for Telerik or Progress. The guys are creating NativeScript. So hopefully, I'll be able to give you some insight today on uh, what we're doing with NativeScript and code sharing overall. Awesome. Awesome. We're glad you're here. Yeah, I saw a tweet earlier from, I think, Todd Motto was heading to Barcelona for Angular Camp, which starts tomorrow. And he said it was hotter in London than in Barcelona right now. So I guess you guys got yeah, to wait. Yeah, the, the world is upside down. So like, yeah, hey, whatever. <laughs> Right. We adapt, right? We adapt and move forward. Yeah, we either adapt or we just faint, right? <laughs> or we just faint and come back at it 30 minutes later, right? <laughs> yep. Cool. All right, so um, so we're going to be talking, checking out NativeScript, right? And then we're going to see it in uh, as a, a context for how we can understand maybe code sharing between for building a native uh, script application or, or web application and and could apply to not only just working with a native script app and a web app, but maybe you anybody who has multiple apps and want to share code between them in an Angular space. Does that sound correct? Yep. What is native script for those yes. that don't know? Ah, it's a very good question. Like, uh, I mean, some people would even believe that I bribed you to, to ask that. Um, but anyway, NativeScript is basically uh, an open source framework that allows you to build mobile applications with JavaScript. So it's kind of like what you would do with like hybrid development, except uh, we allow you to uh, build a mobile application with the native UI. So you basically, uh, and you, can, you have two approaches. You can either use NativeScript uh, core, which is pure JavaScript or TypeScript, or you could use Angular. And then as a result, you get a, a mobile application with a native UI, which is pretty a big deal. So I just, so it's kind of like React Native maybe? Yeah, so pretty much React Native is like the, the closest kind of cousin to what we're doing, uh, except we allow you to use Angular and they use React. Sure, and so I can just put in like normal inputs and things like that, and it's just automatically going to be uh, like native feeling in my mobile application? So almost, yeah. So like, so pretty much everything that you used to uh, around like uh, having your router, modules, uh, services, components, all of that is 
just like uh, you would use on, on a daily basis. The, the main difference is, is what goes into HTML. So for example, you wouldn't expect to have a paragraph or, or a diff inside a mobile application. So what we have is like a different type of uh, UI component. So basically the HTML tags that you use uh, to describe what goes in the UI are different. But everything else, like the, the logic using pipes, et cetera, it, it works just out of the box. So I couldn't just take a normal uh, application that I have today in Angular and, and it just worked in native script. It's got to be custom components for native script. Uh, yeah, they have to be, uh, or at least the, the visual part of them, right? Uh, so that's what I'll be showing you later on, uh, where you can actually have a single component that shares the code with the uh, between web and mobile, which is completely doable. It's and just, that's just, go yeah. ahead, sorry. So it's just what goes on the screen that's the difference. And so that's just uh, the Angular compiler you guys are tapping into, right? Pretty much, yeah. So, so the whole idea was that, um, Angular itself is uh, platform agnostics, and then there's a, a platform-specific renders that take care of what goes uh, into the UI. Uh, so like uh, for, for web, Angular out of the box gives you like the browser render, but then if you wanna uh, build a mobile ac application for desktop, then you have Electron render. And then for, uh, for mobile, you would have native script render that kind of generates you the UI code for either Android or iOS. That's the idea. That's super awesome. And uh, sorry for a plug real quick, but uh, a talk that was at uh, NGConf right before my talk, I always am terrible with his name, uh, talked about uh, the Angular compiler and showed like a demo of it, like him compiling stuff down to A-frame with like Minecraft and stuff. Oh, was that Minko? Yeah, it was Minko. Yeah, Minko. Miko, so if you're interested in the Angular compiler, that's an awesome talk to watch. Yeah, I should definitely do that, especially that I, uh, I like Minecraft a little bit. So I built my own cow shed in the, in back in the good days. <laughs> nice, nice. Hey, uh, Alyssa joined us. Alyssa, how's it going? Hey, guys. Um, going great. Glad to be here. And I feel like, I don't know, did we just have you on the other podcast, I think, like a week or two ago? What, Am I me? That up? Yeah. I, I, th like... I, think you, I think you're making it up. Yeah, maybe you okay, just mixing okay. up with Angie uh, Cruz because that's <laughs> okay. what we did a little bit. I feel like I keep seeing your face everywhere. You're just so popular. Okay, continue. <laughs> or maybe you're just stalking me. That's probably the thing. <laughs> he, he's all over the web, very, you know, trending right now. Sebastian's trending. So. Oh, the, the web is trending very low then. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Um, so can you give us a quick use case of like, let's say I am at a company and I'm building an app and I'm like, okay, we're building this web app and we want to have maybe a mobile presence as well. Like what does that story then fit into how we would, would we be deciding, yeah, we want to use native script. Maybe we've heard about like phone gap or, or Ionic, something like that. Like how does native script play into that story and what would we be thinking about in terms of our strategy? Okay, so so the thing in, in terms of strategies as well, like what is it that you want to get out of the mobile application, right? So if you're building a simple app that let's say has a couple of forms and you just have to, I don't know, have a login screen, uh, display a couple of items and like you don't expect like a amazing user experience that you would have out of the native mobile application, then uh, you're perfectly fine going with hybrid approach. 
but as soon as like uh, you trying to cater to the users uh, who expect like the, you know the best kind of uh, user experience they want to be wowed by the user interface they want to you know feel at home like they want to know that they're using a mo native mobile application that's where native script comes in so obviously we kind of sit in between like um, the hybrid world which is kind of low cost and kind of like share your web experiences and and like cheap uh, but then you have some sacrifices in performances and then on the other side is like 100% native but that's expensive but a top quality kind of like, uh, experience so we kind of sit in between that we can kind of uh, still uh, give you uh, fairly uh, low impact in terms of development but still pretty high quality uh, so that's pretty much the thing so like if I was going to say, I have this app, I've already started it, it's a web app, um, it's got my own UI and kind of feel for that, but I've got it built out into Angular, I've got components, I've got all the goods, pipe services, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we, we want a kind of native experience for iOS and Android for this app, uh, but we want to really reuse and leverage all of the architecture we've already written, the Angular stuff, all the, the plumbing, the TypeScript files, stuff like that. Um, yep. and we just want to provide that native UI feel for that for that app. This is where native script fits in perfectly for it. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, and and at this point, if you already have an existing web project, we kind of look in, into two choices. Uh, so one choice is uh, I've got this uh, web project over here, and you could separately create uh, like a native script project. And it could sit in completely separate folders. And what you could do at this point, say, I'm just going to copy over all these services and the components and pipes that I want to reuse and then kind of like maintain them, which would be fine if your project is small. So let's say if you, I don't know, like have, I don't know, five to 10 components plus services. Uh, so kind of copying and pasting is not a big deal. But as soon as you're thinking of like uh, going into the future, kind of like this is going to be running for years and I want to be able to maintain that, then the second choice really, uh, we need a, pr uh, a project with a single file structure where both your uh, web and mobile uh, files will be sitting in, in one place. Uh, so that's usually, if you already have a web project that, that requires a bit of a migration process, which might be a little bit painful to begin with. But then once you have that, it's uh, uh, the whole process is like a dream. Nice, nice. So sell me really quick on this concept of, let's say I've built my application, and I have a very specific design feel and, and style to my application, right? And I want to keep that integrity on the mobile side of things. So I don't necessarily want my application and my style, my design of it to feel like, like a hard iOS app, right? Um, I want to keep these, we have designed for buttons and, and drop downs and all these things that, that we worked hard to, to craft out. We want to keep that in the mobile space. Like why would I want to adopt something like NativeScript for that? Is, is there more than just that? Or like, can you sell me on that? Uh, yeah, sure. Actually, that's a pretty cool uh, question because, and here's the funny thing, if you build like a, a completely vanilla Hello World native uh, iOS uh, mobile application, it's going to look hideous. So you always have to apply some sort of styling. Uh, and then obviously we recognize that within a team. Uh, so in order to, you, to style your application within NativeScript that kind of applies to both Android and iOS, we actually allow you to use uh, SAS. So like you basically have a, a CSS files and you can provide your, your own styles. 
so we pretty much uh, mimic the same kind of uh, syntax, the same kind of logic. Uh, it, it works exactly the same. The only thing is that uh, we uh, support a slightly different uh, kind of properties in, in a way. However, if you already have your, let's say, branding colors for uh, for your system, like you know how your buttons should look like, how your backgrounds, how your fonts, what sort of things you use, uh, then you could actually share uh, the, the SAS files between your web and mobile projects. And then you just apply to a slightly different styles between web and mobile. That's the idea. So like, you know, like if you would have a style for a paragraph, you obviously that style wouldn't apply for a paragraph in mobile because we wouldn't have it. But we would, for example, have a label and, and then you could apply it over there. All right. All right. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. Yeah, the funny so thing is like the, yeah, go on. I said, can you have like custom components? So maybe I have like a fancy drop down. Can I guess maybe can you have these type of custom components that are like fancy, you know, input fields like drop downs that like selects that have like, you know, type ahead and things like that? Yeah, sure. So here's the, the cool thing. So all the UI components that you would use with a native script, they're native UI components. But as well, we have an ability for you to access the native API, which basically means that if you, for example, have a native iOS dropdown and a similar one for Android, you could actually import them in the project, create a very small wrapper, and you could actually have a very fancy uh, dropdown. Uh, and then as an example, Outside of NativeScript itself, we started creating uh, this uh, library of UI components called the uh, UI for NativeScript. Uh, and then inside there, we have, for example, uh, text prediction, like the autocomplete uh, input. So you can, for example, have a list of countries and you start typing uh, GE and you go like, oh, yeah, there's Germany and there's Georgia, right? Uh, and then kind of like gives you a pop up so that you can choose, etc. cetera. Uh, but the best thing is like, if you have your own UI components that you want to import, like you can just add them to the project and uh, it really requires very little work to do it. And as well, like you can create your own styling and uh, et cetera as well. So uh, I know Progressive, uh, formerly Telerik, sponsors this project. Is, is that correct? I think so, although I don't know much, a lot, uh, much about it. So probably not the best person. <laughs> I was just curious, you know, who, you know, who was, you know, the main author of the project and, and you know, is it under the Angular project, you know, family? Oh, you mean for, for NativeScript itself? For NativeScript, yeah. Um, as in people, um, I think, so for on our side, it was uh, Alex Vakilov and Christo Deshev. They were like the two main uh, devs that were working on the uh, Angular extension for NativeScript. Um, okay. And yeah, they're still pretty, uh, rocking it pretty hard. Awesome. I was just wondering, is this, you know, as part of the Angular, like GitHub repos and things like that, like I would grab my router and things like that. So how would people, you know, go and get this? Oh, I see. I see. So yeah, at the moment, like uh, NativeScript itself uh, ex uh, exists like within its own repo. So if you go to GitHub slash NativeScript, that's where we have uh, all, all our bits. So if, for example, you want to create a NativeScript project, uh, there's a, a NativeScript NPM package. So you basically run NPM install NativeScript and then to use it to create a new project. Uh, right now, we're not using Angular CLI 
this is uh, to, uh, hopefully this will change in the near, near future. But if you want to create a new project, you just run a command like a TNS uh, create, uh, and then you provide a project name, and then this will generate you the. Oh, sorry, and you have to ask dash dash ng to specify this for Angular, and then this will generate you the Angular project that is native script ready. Awesome, awesome. So hopefully I'll, I'll show you some of that, maybe not the creation, just to save some time on downloading from GitHub, but I'll show you how TNS works and how you can actually run project, et cetera. So it's pretty cool. Well, you want to get into some demos, show some code, and kind of start digging into this stuff? Yeah, sure. Um, let's do that. So, so, so I think I want to make a point here really quick before we dive into this that you know we're talking native script, you're going to show it in that case. But I want our viewers to know that like there's going to be some really good gems in here for even if you're not using native script, just the concept of how we're going to share code and, and see how this process works for these multiple apps. So you can think of it as maybe I have a native script app, maybe I just have two different apps, you know, a, a client portal and a client tool. Um, so there's going to be solutions in here that you can pull out of out of this demo. So be be on the lookout for that stuff. So I just want to bring it up. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. So uh, oh yeah, I need to share the screen. That usually helps. Here we are. Share. Just one. And then I think can you bump up the font a little bit too? As well? Oh yeah, absolutely. Cool. I'll do that. Come here. There's always two types of coders: those who have light backgrounds and those who have dark backgrounds. <laughs> so I actually keep switching it because, uh, like, depending where I'm presenting, uh, like the contrast might be either messing it up or helping. So like some conferences, just like it's hard to see when you have light background, so just dark. So I don't know. I can't decide yet. What's your What's your favorite? Oh, I'm dark for sure. It, I, even uh, even the app that I work on on a daily basis is a dark theme. So they almost like I tweaked my color scheme to even match it. So I can't even tell sometimes whether I'm in my app or <laughs> if I'm writing code. <laughs> that is I'm, so I'm a, so I'm, I'm a little bit of a uh, uh, like a very particular person like that. Like I want it to all match, even if it's like code editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Although you could get confused. It's kind of like, what if the whole concept of inception happens to you, right? And you don't know whether you're coding your own life or what? Yeah, I think there's there's two. There's the dark, the light, and then there's actually three. I'm sorry. There's the dark, there's the light, and then there's people who present and do videos. And now you're like in both spaces, depending on what the need is, right? Yeah. Maybe we should create one theme that like reads feed from your camera and then sees what's the background behind you and then automatically adapt the theme of Visual Studio Code. That would be something. I think I could go with, uh, to ng-com with that. That's just uh, continuing our, our theme of Shark Tank here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 coming up with ideas, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let me just show you a bit of code. And uh, is this big enough? I think should be good. So yeah. what I did here, um, basically, my con uh, in my uh, command, I, I just run this command, uh, tns run iOS. Uh, and then that basically builds the application and then automatically deploys it to either a connected device, or in this case, it is a, a simulator uh, from, from Xcode. So I'm just going to let it run in the background. Uh, and then what it does is basically 
uh, automatically updates every time I make a change to my code. So I can change hello world to, you know, more exclamation marks. And then within a moment, it kind of uh, reloads the application for me, uh, which is very handy if you keep making a lot of changes. So what we have here is just a standard uh, native script project. Uh, so this is like what the HTML would look like. So we don't have a div, but for example, we have a stack layout so that if I uh, keep adding uh, new labels, let's say add a new label, uh, they will get stacked one below the other, uh, etc. So it's kind of like there's different types, like uh, you can use Flexbox, grid layout, and all, all sort of them. I'm not a designer, so stack layout is my choice uh, for life. Trust me, is the best. Um, so, as we are in Angular, I can do stuff like, okay, I don't want to hard code the text. Maybe I can just read it from message that is inside my component. Uh, so I have here message saying hello NGR, and it, I can kind of like display there. Uh, if I, for example, had a just some sort of function, let's say uh, do something, uh, and maybe add a uh, boolean. Oh, good. Uh, and oh, that's not how you do it. Public. Mixing languages, right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's just in my head. So uh, actually, I don't have to say uh, what is going on. All right, final try. Uh, all good. Say true. All right, fine. So my do something function, for example, can take all good and set to the opposite value, right? Um, so at the same time, um, I've got, like in my CSS, I've got this warning class. Uh, so I can apply a style. Uh, so I can say uh, class.warning if all good, write an expression, right, false. And then additionally, I'm going to add a button. So we have some nice code snippets here. Uh, so I'm going to say do something. And the function was do something. All right, that should work straight away. So here we have like a nice uh, iOS button. And if I press on it, you can see like the styling of that label changes. Uh, we also have like some sort of theme. So like you were asking, like, can I style my application to look a little bit better? Uh, so I could, for example, use one of the pre-built ones. So say button, button primary, um, save that. And then that should reload like a slightly nicer button that still works. Um, we could also use animations. Um, so for example, Let's do this one. If I add keyframes uh, for zoom, which basically transforms from, let's say, scale of 50% of the size, then 160%, and then back to normal. So I can use it as the animation here and run over two seconds. Um, so what can happen now, once this reloads quickly, see we get kind of like this zoom in and out kind of effect on the label. Uh, and there's like a, just to, to make it better, I downloaded like a bunch of uh, CSS animations uh, from this guy, uh, Danden, and then he had like a bunch of them. So uh, I basically ad added them to my uh, project. Uh, and then I can do something like this, where I can, for example, use the rubber band animation. 
and it kind of like goes like a squishy washy kind of thing uh, which is pretty cool so like what i just want to show you is like uh that you can very quickly style your application use the animations uh, how uh, you basically, I can use like ngifs, ng4s, etc. Like just what you would use in Angular. Like the the difference here is like uh, that we use different HTML tags. So we have like action bar, stack layout, etc. Um, some other things like uh, the way, uh, for example, we do navigation. So inside app module, uh, for example, uh, we would use uh, the the native script router. Uh, so so basically, uh, where are we? importing it yeah so we got the app routing module from app routing um so you see instead of the angular router we impl import our own implementation of the native script router so that le let's say if you want to do a navigation inside your application uh, i have like a bunch of other pages here uh so like now I does, can, do i have all the same functionality as the the out of the box root router in the um, in your in the native script router. Yeah, pretty much. So if we look for example how you define the the routes, uh, you just specify them exactly the same way. So you have like the path and the component that you want to use, uh, and it's exactly the same thing. So the only difference is that what we uh, use, so you use dependency injection to inject the specific router you want to use. So in context of code sharing, which I'll show you later, you would have two copies of the app module. So one will be for web, which will use the Angular one uh, uh, navigation, and then the other one would use the native script equivalent. Um, but in terms of what you can do with it, it's pretty much the same. So the only difference, so for example, uh, if you want to add a router link to our buttons, so in native script, we actually have NS router link. Um, which kind of which extends the standard one where we can also use uh, like page transitions. So I have like a page transition curl, fade. Uh, so let me just show you how it works. Uh, so not only you get what you would expect out of the box, but you see we get kind of like the page curl effect, or I can do page flip. Let's say slide. So this is the cool thing because. Uh, we top up the fact that you use an Angular uh, project with the ability to get access to the native iOS uh, transitions. And the same thing applies to Android projects, which I think is uh, pretty cool. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think that's another one of those uh, like selling points, right? Of you mm -hmm. going, okay, I, I have my own look and feel, but one of the reasons why we want to kind of go native is to leverage some of that stuff, like not only the native you know, hardware, but also some of these transitions and things like that, that native kind of feel. Yeah, absolutely. And and the best thing is like, it's just not the native feel, but it's literally you get the, the native uh, uh, user experience out of it. That That's the cool things. Like for the curl uh, transition, like we didn't have to implement the animation, how this works. We literally under under the hood, we calling the, the animation curl function from iOS itself. Uh, which which is pretty cool. So, yeah, it's those, it's those established yep. behaviors, right? I mean, you you and your application, your design, you're creating new behaviors for the way your app works. But there's also something about leveraging those existing ones so that the bridge of that gap of how the 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 environment that they're experiencing your app on, they can do similar things that feels comfortable to them. You know? Yeah, uh, totally. 
So, and then you have all this sort of things like, you know, you can have services that you, you can make them injectable that return specific data or perform specific operations. And uh, it, it's pretty much anything uh, you would want to do is, is you kind of like could go intuitive into it and just say, well, this is how I do it in web. Let, let me try and see if it works in, in mobile. And 90% of the cases is going to be, the code is going to be identical. Sometimes you might have like a, like mo most of the differences are in HTML. So like in here, we use NS router link as opposed to router link. So the, the thing as well, like I want to show you just not only like how the whole thing works, uh, but in general, like um, how the project is structured. So that's pretty much like the, uh, where the code sharing uh, comes in is like where uh, we, normally should uh, have a look at how web project is structured and then how a native script is uh, structured and like how could we bring them together uh, but pretty much like uh, we keep our components like uh, at the app level so in, in the case uh, of, of a web project you'd as well have an app folder and like you have all your uh, modules routing main files pretty much everything sits in the same place um, so that should be pretty comfy so the challenge of like if we were to move into code sharing would be um, how can we merge the two together and what could we do to separate them so do you guys have any questions that are native specific or because i can jump in in a code sharing part now i think we're good to jump into the code sharing so this sure. is kind of straightforward i mean just to summarize really quick you have a lot of angular stuff in here with the view, really, the, the markup being the difference, right? Or the markup where we're leveraging these native script elements and tags. But behind all that is all this Angular stuff that we're used to doing in the web space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and if you yeah, similar in the, the markup, we're doing similar patterns that we do in our Angular markup, right? These data binding, the uh, event binding, that sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's pretty much the same. So, if you if any of you wants to learn a bit about like using native script in the context of angular or or as a, as a core you can just go to nativescript.org and we have like a couple of tutorials uh so for example you could go get started with TypeScript in angular so it kind of like uh takes you to the steps on how to install it and create projects etc uh, so that could be a pretty good starter uh in terms of code sharing itself um there is a bunch of uh angular seeds uh that uh, we basically use as a foundation for for those. So there's one from Nathan Walker. Uh, there's one from Team Master, which is actually my current favorite. Sorry, Nathan. Um, uh, which basically they, they they the two of them allow you to like give you the scaffolding on how the project project should be structured, and as well have uh, the build mechanism that allows you to kind of build comfortably either web projects or or mobile projects. So. In terms of, uh, let's say, I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit about the Team Maestro one. Uh, let me bring it up. So I have this project over here. And uh, the way it works is we have this source folder over here uh, where we write our code internally. Uh, so we would have modules like, a, a, uh, for example, uh, a lazy cat module, right? Which has uh, its own roots. It's got its own module uh, file. Uh, it's got uh, its components, right? So, uh, and then we have, for example, this the HTML component. 
for our web file, but for the native script file, uh, we use uh, this notation where we just say .tns.html. Uh, so internally, we have like a build process that if you're building for web application, we're going to pick this file. If for native script, we're going to pick this one. Uh, but then at the same time, the, the lazy cat component uh, type script file, the class file, is actually just uh, one component that is shared between the two. Um, there's another example I have is the infinite component. Uh, so for example, uh, we have just, just one roots file. But we have two uh, modules uh, files. So one is infinitemodule.ts, which is for web. And in this case, for example, we're importing an infinite roots. Uh, sorry, um, that wasn't that thing. Oh, yeah, we were importing the infinite scroll module, which allows me to kind of like uh, uh, keep scrolling and adding new co uh, new components, while then the native script one didn't require it. So we have like two separate uh, ng modules uh, implementation. And then in my components, then we have one that kind of like has the page view, and then the other one that has uh, the implementation of the template for each item, what we want to kind of display. Um, so that's kind of like, these are the the, like the whole thing of separating what's web and what's mobile, it pretty much happens uh, by us calling something .tns .something or .h uh, or just without .tns. So even if you want to have two uh, CSS files, we we'll just have another one that is basically uh, infinite component .tns .css if you want, .scss if you wanted that. Uh, and I noticed, I noticed in your if you open that back up and you go to uh -huh. infinite component there. Uh -huh. I noticed those are referencing the .html files. And so at your build time, you're just making that replacement given for, for whatever platform you're, you're targeting. Yeah. So yeah, there is a replacement, but we are, what we're doing is basically, uh, so what happens is we have this source fo uh, file, uh, folder here, but in here we have a native script folder as well. Uh, and then basically this native script uh, folder source here, um, it's uh, symlinked uh, to, the, to, to the other one. And in this case, uh, what we're pretty much doing, so let's say I'm gonna open the infinite one. Uh, you see, we're gonna just load the .tns files whenever there's more than one. Uh, so in terms of component, and then we have say infinite, you see we're loading the infinite component .tns.html. Uh, which pretty much just picks up uh, the native script version. Uh, and then what really happens behind this, uh, the scenes, like we have a gulp build process. So the process basically just goes and uh, looks for any .tns files, and then you rename them, like you remove the .tns part. Uh, so like uh, over here we had before, uh, the component, like this file, like do, uh, during the build process, we're gonna rename this file to just lazy uh, cat component dot html. So it's it's pretty much like the the gold process, uh, which is as well triggered by uh, that, like an npm run uh, functionality that allows us to kind of combine the two. So let me let me find you that part. So, no, that's okay. I just wanted yep. to uh, uh, point that out for the viewers that like how that magic was happening at the build time. Yeah, but pretty much like this is what we do at the build time. 
we run npm run prep CLI, for example, tablet. So that will be the gulp process that is over here. And then once that's done, we actually running the native script TNS run iOS command uh, to, to execute the actual build. Um, so some of the other things that we're doing in the, in the way we structure the project, for example. Uh, so if I just go to the very root of the project itself. Um, so we have two, like from the main app modules, like we will have two copies of it. So there'll be one for, for the web, uh, which would use uh, the standard Angular uh, mod modules for like for routers or a com the, the HTTP module, while the native script one, uh, we, we would use its own like uh, a HTTP module and then, uh, but, but then some of the other things will be shared. Um, same thing like I created, for example, this assets pipe. So this pipe, for example, is, is, is basically um, kind of like a transform. If you want to, let's say, get an image from the assets folder, uh, you'd usually in a web project do start with like dot slash and then provide where the, fi the file is. In native suite, we actually use tilde slash. So this pipe kind of uh, can handle it for you. Um, and then some of the tricks, so this is like a, a trick I used uh, in order to make the whole shareable uh, quite streamlined. I created a shared module. Uh, so basically the shared module for web, I would, for example, use the common, mo common module and the forms module, and then as well, like maybe add the assets pipe uh, into the, the web shared module. And then for native script, I would the same thing, but we would load the, na the native script equivalents. So then later on, let's say like when we're look, looking at the lazy cut module, uh, you see, I'm just getting the, sh I'm saying, hey, I want to get the shared module. And what happens here is if we're building a web project, we're going to get the shared module from the shared module.ts. But if we're building a web project, we're going to get the one from .tns.ts. And basically just adding into the imports uh, and then that just uh, provides us with all the core modules that we would need for this specific component. And that's why we can just have one single uh, uh, module for this, uh, for the lazy cut. And so that's essentially because at the build time, it's copying all those files, renaming them, and then running like the, the TS build or whatever on this code, right? Exactly, yeah. So when we build this project, uh, we would copy this file for, for mobile, rename it to .ts, and then this will be provided inside uh, as, as a result uh, into our shared module. So now this fits for um, a project in which we're going, okay, we want the same UI for our existing app to be in the mobile space, right? Uh, yeah. Versus something like, because another aspect would be, we want to build a mobile version of our application that's actually going to be different than the current web application that we have but embodying the same type of underlying code to get things done, right? Yep, yep. So let me actually, because I should show you how this thing works in action. Um, so basically from the core folder, I can just run ng-surf, uh, which builds the web project. And then for, uh, for native script, I have to go inside the, the native script folder over here. And then from here, I'm just running npm run iOS. It would be cool like if, if I could actually show you how this whole thing looks because there's one thing me talking about it and another thing that actually show 
the, the, the result of it. Um, so while that's building, I'm just gonna bring this over. Oh, actually I built, I just realized because I had two similar projects and I built the wrong one. Uh, all right, ng-surf, npm run. All right, so this is actually the, the home and about page is what you should get uh, if you just using the, um, the seed as it is provided out of the box. The, the, the one with the lazy card and the infinite, that was like one of the examples I was creating for an article I'm writing about. Uh, so let's see if this loads. All of a sudden, my laptop decided to become slower. I, br I blame Broca. Yeah. Hangouts is, it, uh, it always makes my computer so slow. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, it might be that I have 74 tabs open as well. Um, <laughs> so, okay, that's built. Um, all right. The mobile app is being built in the meantime. So, for example, like we have like simple navigation, like we have a simple page, we have like a, an about page that is la uh, lazy loaded. We have our uh, lazy mo uh, lazy pa page as well uh, with Garfield, uh, and then we have like for example the infinite one I was showing you before. So that's the one that uses the infinite scrolling. So I can keep going and keep scrolling. Um, and funny enough, like as well and we'll probably can come back to that later if we have a bit of time. The module comes in with uh, a translation module automatically. Uh, so I build like a, an ugly version of the uh, navigation bar. So just like you've seen before, we have the simple page here. So we have um, a simple one here and here. Uh, we have the about page, which is also lazy loaded. But if I go, for example, like, yeah, lazy kind of displays the same kind of joke. So. Just let's let's have a look at the lazy page quickly and the code for it. So in itself, lazy uh, cat is all about just the two HTML files. The actual component is identical. So in this case, uh, we just have like a couple of paragraphs and we're displaying an image, uh, and then we use as well like a translate and a sets pipe that just loads the image for us, uh, and that's how, uh, in this case, uh, we're getting. Uh, this text over here uh, and the image. And then for native script, the equivalent, uh, so you see like uh, we actually using a label, um, but as well, like we use the translation uh, to, to get the, the lines for, for what John says, what Garfield says. And let's say if I change the language, it kind of switches between English and Spanish. Um, then the, the inf infinite loader, um, that's a slightly more, slightly better example. So in this case, the infinite component itself, it just has like a, an array. And then basically we keep adding 20 items every time we reach the bottom of the array, right? So if we are, let's start with the web, um, we have this div that, sorry, yeah, we basically uh, have a, like an ng4. So we basically displaying a bunch of items, and every time we scroll to the bottom, uh, we just add 10 items, right? So I can like keep calling add 10 items over and over again. Uh, while for what we do in native script, we're using a list view. 
with an ng template so that's something you should be used to as well ng template uh, but then every time uh, we least uh, we will trigger this load more item event every time we reach the bottom of the uh, of the list so like if I, if i scroll like we'll keep adding 10 items and then 10 items etc um, but they both share like just uh, this uh, very basic uh, component logic um, and obviously we can build a lot more complex examples with uh, services that uh, use HTTP module that can, for example, uh, perform login, use Firebase, or pretty much anything you want. Uh, but that's the idea. What do you guys think of this? I like it. I like it. I like the concept of it. Shows the power of the fact of how Angular and the platform was built, and the separation of the render. Um, mm -hmm. The fact that you're able to now do this with the render replacement, right? but yet still use all the underlying plumbing for the logic and stuff, which is a very powerful um, example of that. Yeah, yeah. And like maybe like these examples are just like very basic components, but like the whole idea is that I have everything in one place. Like I don't have to separate, uh, create separate services or uh, the component logic separately. The only thing that I do separately is just what goes in the UI. So how... Um, on the render part of it, like, was that pretty challenging? Do you know, like, in the sense of, let's say I wanted to go and build a render that supported Markdown instead of HTML, right? Like, is that something that a user could take on, or was that pretty challenging to work with a render right now? So, yeah, building render was uh, quite challenging, but mostly because of, like, um, we were building and this version of native script. So, uh, actually, so, when we started building the Angular extension, we already finished like uh, the the version one of NativeScript, which was using Core. And then when we started using creating building, sorry, building version two was at the same time as you had all the release candidates for Angular, right? So the really really painful thing was like every time we build the render and build all the uh, all the parts, we had to rewrite the bits every time there were like breaking changes. Um, but in terms of like uh, what the, the Angular team said, like uh, how everything should work, and us trying to uh, uh, plug into it is actually it was actually fairly straightforward. So like it just shows how the framework was pretty well designed. Like uh, our devs, like at the beginning, they thought like, oh yeah, we're gonna uh, provide feedback and they're gonna make some changes so that we could use native script. Actually, we didn't have to provide uh, too much feedback because most of the things just worked as it was as per the documentation. So it was all about like, hey, here's an abstraction. Uh, if you implement your render this and this way, uh, it will just work, and it just did work. So, like the challenge was more about like how do we then translate all that to iOS code or Android code? Right, right. So, what what about the story that um, if I were to want to build a native application that actually has a different UI experience in terms of maybe it's a lighter weight app, right? I have a web based app for managing conference schedule and stuff, and then I have this light, lighter weight native app that I want to build, but I want to share that code across those, right? I want to share services, maybe I even want to share component uh, or, or modules or that sort of thing. Um, okay, yeah. so there would be, like, so there wouldn't be, like, an, a complete overlap, like, the services would be, the, like, as the overlap, you mean? So in this case, like, the way I would see it, and You'll pretty much just do the same thing if I told you, can you build two web applications, one for administrators, one for users? 
you'd probably create them as two separate projects. But what you would do is uh, you'd structure your services and maybe publish them as like at least internal NPM modules, and then use uh, like the, the the node modules and kind of uh, as as a way to uh, share your project. Uh, sorry, share your services between the two projects. Uh, at least that that's the way I see it. So unless you're trying to build an app that has exactly the same functionality for web and mobile, uh, you should probably just uh, yeah, you should probably separate those two. Um, but yeah, uh, for anything that is reusable, I would create like a, an NPM module for it, uh, document it nicely, and then uh, just use the uh, standard NPM installers for that. Now it's also possible to take that and say I have this project structure, folder structure, right, and I have now this shared code in a folder that's on the same level as the two apps, and then via imports with TypeScript and stuff like that, now be able to share leverage that shared code that's being imported and, and built for both of those, right? And that could be a potential other approach. Because I think in terms of um, you know that whole the NPM modules and things like that, uh, it's this structure that's proven that, that gives you this path path to do that, but sometimes yep. there's some friction there, right? Like if, if you're going, okay, I have the shared code and it formats a string and I need to get it updated um, and I just need to change a little bit in there, now I need to also NPM install that and update versions in all of my other apps that are using that versus if it just had access to the shared code and, and compiled it on its own, then I wouldn't have to NPM install and update all those other ones. So that could be another potential approach, right? I think it would be, yeah. The only challenge I could see in that is uh, maintainability, right? So like, if let's say you asking me to set up a project uh, on my machine and I just joined uh, the teams, like setting that up could be challenging unless you have everything under one, let's say GitHub repo. But if you were to, to store them in two separate ones, like you, you might have a bit of a challenge in there. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. I would think in terms of like you have a mono repo or a single project that embodies all of those, then then it's a little easier, right? But if you get in the yeah. separate, then yeah, the, the NPM story is a lot better. There. Yeah, to me, like this would work for as long like the pro project doesn't get too complex. Like once the complexity grows uh, too much, uh, I would definitely want to use something uh, well proven like NPM uh, to manage your packages and kind of say like. Hey, here's the way of doing it. Plus, you know, there's tons of tutorials on how to create new packages, how to structure it, where to put what. Uh, so it's kind of like you have a lot of best practices that go with it as well. Yep, makes total sense. Cool. Um, All right, well, we're uh, we're at the top of the hour, so we better wrap things up and then get to our picks and stuff. Um, any last final things on the native script stuff? The sharing the code. Austin, you got any questions or anything you want to point out? Everything good. <laughs> So everything I talked about today and loads of uh, Garfield pictures, I'm going to post a, uh, a blog post about it, which is going to be like a two hours read because uh, I just want to be broke. Uh, but it, ex it explains exactly step by step how I built, uh, for example, this example. Um, so in terms of like if for any takeaways, uh, where are we? Uh, so yeah, that's the repo I was uh, showing you uh, today. Uh, so that's the uh, github.com slash sebavita angular native seed. And this is the examples uh, branch. So that's the one I was uh, showing you uh, earlier on. Maybe I haven't zoomed in the proper place. Um, 
so that's the example I'll show. And then like tomorrow I'll be publishing an article that kind of takes how to create a lazy cut and infinite and how to use translation module, et cetera. Um, but yeah, like if you guys have any questions, uh, just give me a shout. I'm on Twitter, Sebavita. So uh, that's me over here. So I'm more than happy to answer any questions and uh, help out at stuff. Nice. Floor is yours, Justin. Nice. All right. I'm going to stop presenting here. Boom. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get to picks. Austin, you have any picks today? Um, I only have one, and it's a self-plug. Last week, I published an article on doing authentication with Angular and JWT. Um, so it talks about uh, routing guards and um, error handlers and default uh, HTTP options for sending, you know, tokens and things like that. So uh, I would uh, suggest checking that out. I'm not a great author, but uh, it's got a lot of good tidbits in it. Yes, that was a, that was a very good article, and it's a really good prelude to an episode that we're going to have here in a couple weeks about authentication. So definitely, viewers, check that out and then get ready for that episode in a couple weeks. Cool. That it? Just the one? Yeah, just the one. I uh, I think every the internet was a little quiet this week with all the holidays. Right, right. All right. I have two. Um, just because it got a little bit busier this morning, so I was able to pick one up this morning. So first one is Angular Camps uh, starting up, I think, tomorrow. And so there's going to be a live stream, so you can catch all the videos, and they're going to be recorded. Uh, so check that out at angularcamp.org slash live. Um, and that should get the link on that. Uh, it's a little bit early for a live stream for us over here um, in the States, and especially on the West Coast. It's like 2 I think it's going to be like 2 AM my time. So I may have to catch the recordings. We'll see. I don't know. But um, check that out. And then an article, Angular Best Practices, the July edition. Stephen Fluin put that out. Uh, just saw a link about it today. So that looks pretty interesting um, at his blog, Fluin, F-L-U-I-N dot I-O. And check that out. It has talks about uh, uh, bundling and thoughts of your code size and things like that. So looks pretty interesting. Sebastian, you have some picks? or? I got actually one. So uh, we've got an event called Native to Developer Day coming up in September 18 to 19 in New York. So uh, if you want to come over, see me in person, Tracy Lee is going to be there. So uh, you should definitely come over. Uh, so we, we have one uh, in New York, and then also we'll have one like a week later in Europe, in Rotterdam, Netherlands. So that'll be a cool one. Nice, nice. All right. Uh, actually, one more thing. Do you have your robot? I do. Uh, where is it? Me push. Can I make a screen appearance. We got some. some All right. Give me a second. I've got, I've got his black cousin. Oh yeah, I've got both of them. Can you hear me? Now, now, do they have their own Twitter handle yet? Um, actually, this one has, so he's got a Twitter handle called Native Script Meep, like M-I-P, and uh, he can talk. Go and say hi. And they're like, they're pretty happy. So I actually use them for talks and stuff like that. So uh, uh, you've, you've seen them, right, like uh, at NG Cruise. So yeah, they can, you know, run around, talk, talk. They can dance, but I don't have enough desk space to show you how it's done. Maybe next time. Uh, 
Yeah, this one is very popular with ladies, by the way. He's got some very inappropriate pictures on Twitter, so be prepared. <laughs> Forward. All right. Yeah, Sebastian does these talks and he uh, shows code written in, you know, an Angular native script to control these robots and it's it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, and then like you said at NG Cruise, uh, some other imp implementations with that with dancing around stuff like that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually going to upgrade because you remember Alex was showing us the the Mayo armband. Uh, that you're putting. So what I'm gonna, what I'm working on now is uh, to control the the robot with my my arm. So I'll be just basically going like go left, go right, go up, you know, show them the finger or something. <laughs> so that should be fun. Now, now you just need some funding for an army of those robots that you can all control at once, right? It's it's already happening. It's already happening. I just call it the native script project project, right? So everybody thinks that we're building mobile apps, but that's not what I'm after. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Well, thanks a ton for coming on the show. We appreciate your time. Appreciate you uh, showing off this stuff and and taking the time. Thank you. Absolutely, love to be here. Awesome. Thanks for having me. For sure. Anytime. Anytime. All right, that's a wrap for today. Uh, we'll catch you next week. We're going to have uh, Frosty on next week for talking about components as a service. So definitely want to check that one out. And we'll see you all next week. Later. <laughs>